when I was quite a bit younger, I was privileged to spend some time with a great man of God. When I had to move on, he, he asked me what he could do for me. And I said, Brother, you can lay those hands on me and share some of that anointing you've got with me. And he gave me a, an impartation of the Spirit. And as everything I had learned, I had learned from this man of God. And I thank God that, that through these many, many years, I've been able to witness the miracles of God had been formed here in this church. You know, some are called to preach in tents. Some are called to preach in mega cathedrals. And some are called to preach on the streets of our great nation. Some are called to be missionaries around the world. But wherever you are called to preach the word of God, the Holy Spirit will always guide and direct you in the ways of God. If you will but follow him in faith. I've seen so many miracles in this little church out here in the wilderness. So I'd like to title this sermon, What Faith Can Do. What Faith Can Do. Now God has given us faith to put, put it to work, to do what they have done. Like Joshua and like David of old, you might think there are no more kingdoms to be taken, but I want you to know this morning there is a lot of them out there that are waiting just for you just for you to come and witness with your faith. And it's time to get out of your church pew and do what God has called you to do and to receive a double portion of that anointing that destroys the yoke because we are living in the greatest day in church history. Now, we have seen outstanding miracles like I mentioned earlier, all over the world, there's a nation in Africa right now where 93% of their population is infected with HIV. 2.3 million on top of that, they now have COVID-19 and they're dying because of the sins of the flesh. Yet revival is taking place. Revival is taking place there in Africa. One evangelist received 3.5 million signed conversion cards in one revival weekend. Praise God. All over the world, people are coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because they realize time is short and they realize what faith can do. Why do we see it taking places like Africa? Because the hell they have been going through. And we, when I see that, I get blessed. I get blessed all over when I see people aborting babies, this country, when I see what is happening in the streets of America today, I get angry. I'm telling you, church, the devil may be doing this thing now, but I'm telling you the time is coming. A time is coming when God is going to do his thing and we're going to see a multitude of souls coming to try it. Christ right here in America and around the world. He's going to do it again, and he's going to use you and you and you and you in these last days to bring deliverance to the people that need a miracle in their life. Hallelujah. Raise your hands to heaven, somebody, and shout praise God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. What do you want? What do you want God to do for you? I want to see him use you and give you a double portion of that anointing so that you can set 
the captives free. Set captives free in your family. Set captives free with your neighbors. Set captives free. Hallelujah. Subduing kingdoms. Joshua, the son of Nun, the son of Nun, who was the leader of God's people when they came out of the bondage, he, he succeeded Moses. What a man to have to follow. <laughs> I'd hate to follow Moses. After all he did, but he said, Moses, my servant is dead, God said. Now, therefore, arise, Joshua, and go over this Jordan, and every bit of ground that the soles of your feet tread upon, you shall possess that land. Praise the Lord. Now, Moses is dead, but now I am going to promise you that as, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. So get up and do what I tell you to do, and every bit of ground that the soles of your feet tread upon, you shall possess that land. And I believe today that we are, start walking around the church and start to possess some land for God. Can you shout praise the Lord? It's time that the church took back America. It's time we began to drive the devil out and put him back under the feet where he belongs because he's a defeated foe. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. That is what the faith can do. Raise your hands to heaven and give a shout of amen, somebody. I tell you, I was preaching out at the Double D Ranch out on out there on Iron Springs Road. We had not yet found this spot for the church here. And, and, and the weekend, the weekend before we decided we needed a church site, I was preaching on Joshua chapter one. And when we came across the cattle guard, the very next weekend, there were rays of sunshine falling right here on this field. And there was a cactus in the shape of a, a little teeny cactus about this big, shaped in a perfect cross. I got out of my car, or my truck. I walked out here into this big old field right out here in front of the church. And I remember opening my Bible as I stood out in this field and I was reading Joshua chapter one because I was ready to preach on that. And as I tread on this, <coughs> excuse me, very spot, I said to the Lord, I, I, I'm putting this, the, the, the very soles of my feet right here on this field, this spot for the gospel of faith church. Here we will build your church in Jesus name. I believe it to be so, Lord. We got everybody together. I went on out to the to uh, my brother and sister Davenport's house. I walked around this 10 acres first, and we declared it for Jesus Christ. And lo and behold, when we met that Sunday at the Double D Ranch where we were holding church, I told of the congregation, I said, I believe I found the spot. I said, in fact, I, I, I put my feet down and I, I treaded around this field and where this little cactus grows and everybody looked at me kind of funny and I said, what are you all staring at? And everybody raised their hands and said, well, we know where we found a spot too. And suddenly this lady in the front row was sitting there. Her name was Rose Rainey. She stood up and she says, well, I know where the church is going to go too. And everybody said, well, <laughs> we were driving over the cattle garden. We saw these ray sunshine coming down out of a cloudy sky and it lit up this field just as you come over the cattle guard. So now all we got to do is find the owner. And suddenly this little lady raises her hand, stands up, and she goes, no, you don't have to find the owner of that land. 
I'm the owner of that land and my husband's sitting right here and uh, we're the Rainies and God told us we're going to give this church that land. And praise be to God, a revelation from God and God had told her that she was going to give the church that 10 acres to build his house on. And wham, glory to God, prophecy was fulfilled in Gospel of Faith Church. That vision in Vietnam of a field in the middle of nowhere was fulfilled to a whole community coming together to help build this church. Believers of all faiths putting their skills together to put up God's house. We began to preach right there in that field. The next, sun the next Sunday, everybody met in this open field full of daisies with their lawn chairs. Some were sitting on crates. And we, we began services right there. Next, the next Sunday, we had people laying out while, we were, while I was preaching. They were laying out the concrete slab. They began to, to build right then. And it was only about a month later, there was a concrete slab there. And I was preaching uh, after they poured the cement. I was, I was preaching on the concrete. That's what faith can do. That's what faith can do, church. I want to claim it for God. When I wanted to build this church here in the middle of nowhere, people thought I was crazy. They said, you claim it. They claim it if you want to. So I started building. But once I started, uh, man, they started coming out of the woodwork. God started bringing them in. That is what faith can do. I guess they, they thought if I was crazy, it was a good kind of crazy. So they came to help crazy do what crazy does. Praise the Lord. Many said, Pastor, you've lost your mind building a church way out here in the middle of nowhere. Well, I always said, well, praise God. Glad I lost it because now, now that I've lost it, I can replace it with the mind of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you put on the mind of Christ, you'll begin to do what he did. Hallelujah. He healed the sick. Hallelujah. He cast out devils. Hallelujah. He brought the deliverance to the people and the same mind is in you. So you can do what God has called you to do. Praise God. Somebody shout praise the Lord this morning. I walked around this 10 acres all by myself laying down footprints. I tell you, when I came to this city, woo-wee, they didn't like this Holy Ghost preacher in this here area of the city because we shook them up. We shook them up here. We had revival every Sunday. Every Wednesday night, we had men's meeting. On Monday, ladies' meeting. On Tuesday, kids for Christ. On Thursday, we had the GLA. On Fridays, usually we had a traveling evangelical group. On Saturday night, and back to church on Sunday. Glory to God, we were busy for the Lord. I mean, the summer was a full schedule, and that's not counting the week of vacation Bible school. Lord, this was a busy church. Praise God. Praise God. Glory to God. We had harvest teams that, that would go to town evangelizing, the, and, and then we had the Care Bear ministry that would visit the sick. Lord, we were an active church in those days, and we had just framed out the church at that point. We're just having church on, on a cement slab and witnessing. Witnessing became second nature to everyone here at Gospel of Faith Church. Now I want you to know today God's going to use you in these last days like he's never used you before. He's going to channel miracles through your life. We're not talking this every day, this, this mundane life. We're talking about supernatural end-time miracles of God here at church. 
<coughs> excuse me, and you're going to have faith. You're going to have faith come alive, and you're going to do what God calls you to do. Can you lift your Can you lift your hands to heaven and shout Amen? Yes, yes, praise God, Hallelujah. Now we had yet framed in the church, went to Phoenix. <coughs> excuse me. I let the, let it get too hot in the in the studio. I went to Phoenix and I went to to an old O'Malley's. I don't know if you if you folks remember O'Malley's down the lumber yard. Told them that God had sent me to them to get lumber to build a church. They put me with a young man who was there, their architect. They called him. His name was Don Seger. So we say, and we sat and talked, and for a few minutes, in the middle of me telling this young man what I needed. God came over me to lead this young man to Christ. So I said to him, you know, brother, I can see that you're troubled. You're troubled with an addiction. And God is saying to me, he sent me here today to set you free from that addiction and to help you with your marriage. This, began, this man began to cry right there sitting at a table. We were a table. We were away from everybody else. Myself and my father and my brother, Rainey. We're there. We reached out to comfort him. Brother Rainey and my dad are going, hey, we're not here for that. And I said, oh, yeah, we are. We're all three here for a purpose. And the church can wait just a few minutes. We're here to lead this young man to Christ. We set up a meeting with him and his wife, Sachiko Sager, who later became my prayer partner. Through that meeting, we were able to get all of our lumber at cost. And we built the church at a cost of $6,000 because of that brother's employee's discount plus our 501c3 discount. And the concrete was donated free from the cement plant here locally. God built this church so he could bring salvation to the lost of this area. And we began that with Don Sager and his wife, Sachiko. We've seen 30 bikers from the Phoenix Bikers for Christ come and be baptized here in this church. And God is not done with this church yet. The Lord says, He that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. What do you want from God? What do you want from God? What do you want God to do for you? Don't look for your government to lead you in these end times. I know what I'm talking about. I know what it's like to be in the church. I've been in plenty of organized churches once, once, and, and believe me, I've had plenty of people try to organize this one. Well, pastor, we need bulletins. We need to organize our services. We need one minute for uh, prelude music, 10 minutes for the choir, 30 minutes for preaching, and four minutes for closing. And once a month, we need to let the Holy Spirit out of the box. If we must, and we must let the elders run everything. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not. The Holy Ghost just flew out the window. And this just became an empty building. When we remove God and install mankind, we've lost sight of God. You heard of the man who came to town looking for a church of God? He rolled into Ashford looking for a church of God, came up to a man and said, can you tell me, can you tell me I'm looking for the church of God? Man said, oh, yes, go down the main street two blocks on your, on your left. 
Oh, wait a minute. That's the Baptist church. Well, go another four blocks, turn left, go up two blocks. That's, oh, no, wait a minute. That's the Catholic church. Well, come back six blocks and turn on Double A Ranch Road, go about a mile or two, and, oh, wait a minute. No, never mind. No, that, no. Well, there, there isn't a church of God in this town. And you know what? The man was probably right. Because they were all closed up. There is not a church where God could be found in Ashford. Now, I wonder would that, what people would say about us here at Gospel of Faith. Would they say God is not here? I would hope not. Recently, I preached a sermon called Taste and See that the Lord is Good. I pray that each of us would do just that. Just that. And realize what our faith can do when we put our faith to work for God. God is looking for men and women who will be obedient to his voice and who will launch out in faith. You've got, you've got somebody cheering you on. God said, this is where we will build Gospel of Faith Church. And we did. There were only a few families living on this ranch then when we began construction on this house of worship. But they came from Ash Fork, Seligman, Williams, Chino Valley, and then Juniper Woods began to bust out in growth. Glory to God. And our church started to grow to 75 and 100. We had, new, we had two services a day on Sunday. You say, I ain't got nothing. Well, that's where you start. You start with nothing. God's going to bless you, and he'll open the windows of heaven for you, he'll open closed doors. He'll make a way where there is no way. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Praise God. You need to turn to someone and say, I'm going to believe God. I'm going to believe God. Let me get back to this. Who we? Who we? What faith can do when you learn to put it into work? Subduing kingdoms. You know, the church has some great men and women who were great missionaries. I was reading about a missionary named John Getty, who was a missionary in the new, uh, over there in, okay, I'm trying to remember, I read the article. Um, he was over there in, in an area of Africa. Um, and he, he was a missionary in, uh, over by New Guinea, somewhere in that area. And he spent his life over there. And he, he went there, and there were no Christians at all. And I love to read about people going into places where there is no Christians whatsoever. And there is nobody whatsoever there. I mean nobody at all doing missionary work. Nobody with a like spirit. And this article says he stayed there for I don't know how many years until his ministry was done, and he went home to be with the Lord. And on his tombstone, it said, there is, it's called New Hebrides, New Hebrides, Africa. In New Hebrides, it simply reads, John Getty, when he came to New Hebrides, there were no Christians. When he died, they put on the date there on his tombstone, there were no heathens left. The whole nation got saved. And I believe it's about time that we begin to believe God for our nation to come into a brand new revival, 
a new day of Pentecost, a brand new Pentecost, a time of renewing of the supernatural spirit of God to move across this great nation. Somebody say amen. If you believe it, raise your hands to heaven and give God a shout. We believe God for families. We believe God for neighbors. We believe God for cities. Now it's time to believe God for a whole nation. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the good old USA here being saved. Can you shout? Can you shout amen? Hallelujah. I'm tired of hearing about how we can't open our churches because some pandemic, but the strip clubs are open. The liquor stores can remain open. The schools are closed, but Walmarts, are, they, they remain open. Safeway's open or, or, or wherever you go for your groceries are open. NASCAR, they're, they're getting back open. White House tells us that it, there's a slim chance that we might possibly, maybe, have a small gathering of friends over for a barbecue on the 4th of July. But we can't worship God maybe on Easter. This is still America. We still have the freedom of religion in this country, right? What faith can do? Faith can move mountains. God is raising up an army of young men and women around the world. And it's going to be young men and women that go out and evangelize the world and preach the gospel. And they will put their faith to work. But it's you. Listen to me. It's you and I of our generation that has to put our faith to work today to get those young people interested in God right here in our church, right here on this broadcast, and bring them in and prepare their way into the Lord. It's our responsibility. Yes, I'm talking to you. Pick up the phone, call the people you know, and say, hey, you need to listen to this broadcast. Time is short. You can't just sit there. And if you're a shut-in and you're just sitting there, pick up the phone, call the people you know, and say, hey, it's time. It's time. Time is running out. It's our job. It's our responsibility to guide them to Jesus Christ now. Now. It's time we must bring them into the church and teach them the ways of the Lord so they may go out and crusade for Jesus Christ. You say, well, I can't go crusade. No, you can't, but you can teach the young. You can talk to them about getting back in church. It starts here, church. It starts here and now. Can you lift your hands to heaven and shout amen, somebody? In these last days, we are going to see miracles take place. We need teachers. We need the ladies to teach the young men. I need the ladies that are listening to the broadcast. In, the week, in just an, an, another week or so, I'm going to be doing uh, a sermon on, on Esther and on Ruth so that we can get strength to the ladies. God sends us to show them the way to Christ. You ladies, you're going to be needing to, to, to be able to show the young women the way to Jesus. Likewise with the men of the church to show the young men the way to Christ. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm telling you that in the non, not too distant future, you, yes, I'm talking to you, you will see things that you have only read about in the Bible. You're going to see it happening in front of your very eyes. Some people, you won't even have time to lay hands upon the sick. Just thinking, just speaking the word 
is all you're going to need. Hoo-wee. Hoo-wee. They're going to they're they're get healed by the authority of Jesus' name. That's all you're going to have to speak. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. You just speak the word of God. And they're going to be, it's going to bring it to pass. Praise God. Speak the word only. I said, speak the word only. We're coming back to this. That's what faith can do. I said, that's what faith can do. Don't you think, Gospel of Faith Church, we put it to work? What do you want God to do for you? What do you want God to do for you? Whatever you want, he said, whatever things ye desire, when you pray, believe. Believe. Say it with me. Believe. Say it again. Believe that you received them and you got them. Hallelujah. Someone says, where is it? It's standing in front of you. Right now, I'm speaking to a microphone, but I'm standing in front of that microphone. I got mine away many, many years ago. Many of you don't remember. Many of you don't know me. I was dying of cancer, uh, and I was healed. And then on my COPD, my lungs shut down. I was standing in front of the church. I started bleeding from my nose, my ears, my eyes. They had to put me in oxygen. They sent me out in an ambulance, and I had to move. I had to move from Ashford. I could not stay there any longer. I just loaded up and we moved. I mean, literally, we, we loaded up and we moved. We never went back to my house. I had to buy everything new. I moved to I moved to Bullhead City. I mean, we never went back. I walked out of the church and never went back until God healed me. I got my miracle. Not once but twice. I was dying of cancer and I and God healed me. And I walked out of this church in the back of an ambulance with oxygen and IVs in both arms. I received a miracle from God. <clears throat> and now I preach in the, in, in, in the church that God had me build for him. A miracle of God. You can receive your miracle. He said, ask and ye shall receive. Knock and the door will open. Seek and ye shall find. I received my miracle, church, and I'm back. And I'm preaching the word of God. Standing at that pulpit, preaching his glorious word. Now that is what faith can do. That is what faith can do. What is it that you want God to do for you? Ask him. Ask him in faith and let God give you your miracle. Let God give you your miracle. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we commit ourselves to walk in the word. Your word living in each of us produces our lives in this world. We recognize that your word is integrity in itself, steadfast, sure, eternal, and we trust our lives to its provisions. You have sent your word forth into all of our hearts. 
and we let it dwell in us richly in all wisdom. We meditate in it day and night so that we may diligently act upon it. The incorruptible seed, the living word, the word of truth is abiding in our spirits today. That that seed is growing mightily in us now, producing your nature, your life. It is in our counsel, our shield, our buckler, our powerful weapon in our battle. The word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. It makes us way plain before us. I do not stumble from my steps or ordered in your word. Someone asked me today on a phone call, to, um, they had received their stimulus check and asked me if I would dedicate that uh, portion of that to their ties they had sent in on, on uh, the spiritual awareness. So uh, I told them I would go ahead and dedicate their tithing. Um, Lord, we, we profess this day unto the Lord God that, that we have come into this inheritance, the stimulus check, which the Lord had, had given us. And we are in the land which you have provided for us in Jesus Christ through this stimulus check. The kingdom of Almighty God is with us. Lord, we know that, that many times uh, we are called upon in the name of Jesus to bless us uh, with, with uh, an inheritance of, of your kingdom, with blessings. You heard our cry and delivered us into the kingdom of your dear son, Jesus Christ, with this extra money. Jesus, our Lord and our high priest. And so today, Lord God, we thank you for this person who has brought us first fruits of their income. Uh, you have worshiped us with a portion of their uh, stimulus check as their tithes. And we ask that the Lord would bless them for giving of that tithe today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. I want to thank you for tuning in to today, uh, this Sunday. Um, we, we appreciate each time you tune in. Uh, we are blessed by you tuning in. And we hope that you are blessed by our Sunday and our Wednesday uh, sermon messages. What faith can do? It, it's an awesome question. And I hope that you get that answer. If you're in the area of Ash Fork, Arizona, uh, it's between Williams and Seligman, and you want to stop by, our services are at 11 a.m. each Sunday morning. And I, I, we would be blessed to have you stop by and partake of our services with us. With that, may the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you until he brings us back once again. God bless you. We love you. And again, may the Lord bless you.